0: How many of y'all know you got something to be thankful for? If you got something to be thankful for, help me say thank you to the Lord. He did it all. He did it all. He did it all. All for me. All for me. Yes, He did it all. He did it all. All for me. All for me. All for me. God responds to thank God responds you. I thank you, thank and you, you. for, for me. me. He did it all. He did it all. All, for all. for me. Yes, he did it all. He did it all. all. for me. All for God, me. Responds, to thank God you. responds to thank you I and give you, give you what I, I need. He did it all. He did it all, did it all. all for, for me. me. Listen. He did it all. Yeah. Back on count. Cal- When well, I thank him in advance yes, While know. others fret and complain yeah. I can't You, you, Jesus. Oh, thank, you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank oh, you, Jesus. Thank 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 you, Jesus. Whoa. You did it! Oh, you did it! Yes, you did it! Hey, you did it! Yes, you did it! Oh, 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 listen, listen. He said he woke me up this morning, started me on my way. Oh, you gave me a voice to sing. Yes, you did it. He gave it, me a it, voice to pray. Yes, you did it. Oh, it taught me, it, oh, it taught me yes. how to live right, you did it. Oh, it taught me yes. how to feel right, you did it. me how to sing right. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Lord, I just want to say.
1: for a few minutes from the simple subject a pre-revival message a pre-revival message next sunday marks the beginning of advent that time that we celebrate the coming of god's christ typically we attach advent to christmas the celebration of Christ's first coming, but the promise of Scripture is not only that he has come, but that he is coming again. Jesus, on the night before his crucifixion, said, I go to prepare a place for you and if i go i will come again and receive you to myself that where i am there you will be also this is our assurance this is our hope for the future this is the validation of all that We are dealing with right now in order to enjoy ultimate contentment when we are changed and made to be like him. This is our proof that despite present circumstances, there is a brighter day ahead. Tomorrow, we begin our fall revival, and the purpose of revival is For us to get our second spiritual wind and gather strength for our journey it is for us to remember how good God has been to us and I can't speak for you but my testimony is if it had not been for the Lord on my side where Would I be When people I counted on Turned away from me When my dreams Came crashing down All around me When I was criticized After I had done the best That I could When I needed somebody to talk to And nobody wanted to talk to me If it had not been For the Lord On my side, where would I be? Revival is restoring to full strength what has been weakened over time. and we need revival. But when the revival meeting is over, spiritual revival ought to still be going on. Spiritual Revival ought never stop. Revival transforms hearts. And transformed hearts lead to transformed minds. Transformed minds lead to transformed priorities. And transformed priorities lead to a deepened commitment to Christ that liberates us to be better in the future than we have been in the past. Spiritually speaking, we need revival every day. To be good mates to our spouses, we need revival. To be good parents to our children, we need revival. To know how to live with our neighbor, to know how to deal with folk on our jobs and in our social circles and in our personal relationships, we need revival. And spiritual revival comes from the assurance that we have in Jesus Christ. Every time we come to the Lord's house, revival ought to be taking place. Every time we receive God's word through preaching or teaching or singing, revival ought to be taking place. Every time we join hands with our neighbor in prayer, revival ought to be taking place. It troubles me that we can come to the Lord's house, serve in church positions, and then leave here no better than we were when we came. Some of us came in here with evil on our hearts. And when you leave here, no matter how inspiring the worship has been, you're going to leave here no better than you were when you came because you have not allowed revival to take place. If you fit into that category, you need to recognize that a change needs to take place in your life. If you fit into that category, you need spiritual revival. All of us come in here with blood on our hands. The blood of somebody's damaged reputation. The blood of somebody's sullied good name. The blood that comes from getting somebody before they got you. And you need revival when the worship is over when you walk out of here you need to have clean hands and a pure heart and that can only happen if revival takes place and so all of us ought to be able to say what john says come lord jesus this is the expression of revival experience. This is assurance fulfilled. This is John's parting word found in Revelation chapter 22. John was in the last years of his life and it looked like he would be forced to spend his last days in isolation on an island called Patmos. But it was on Patmos, cut off from everything and everyone that was dear to him, that Jesus came to John in a powerful way. Revelation 1 says that John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. John had completely surrendered himself to the direction of Jesus Christ. And when John surrendered himself to Jesus... Jesus revealed some amazing things to John. My brothers and sisters, to experience spiritual revival, we must be surrendered to the Holy Spirit. We must surrender our will to Christ's will. Now, a lot of us don't really understand what being in the Spirit is. Let me tell you, it's more than just form and exercise. But it's a state of being. Consider this. Lifting up holy hands is fine. But being in the spirit means using those hands to bring God's will to pass in the lives of hurting people. Singing songs of praise to God is good. But being in the spirit means taking to heart the words that we sing. It don't make no sense to sing, I'm going to treat everybody right. And then you don't treat everybody right. I listen sometimes to to what we sing. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, today. But but when we're in the spirit, we won't just sing, I love you, Lord. But we'll show that we love the Lord. Because we'll keep his commandments. When we're in the spirit, exaltation is done by emulating Christ and repeating his work of liberation and salvation in the lives of the least, the last, and the left out. Being in the spirit means letting Jesus have control of our lives and not just of the worship experience. You see, there's a whole lot of stuff waiting for you just outside that door when you walk out of here there's gonna be some trouble waiting for you just outside the door there's there's gonna be some meanness waiting for you just outside the door somebody left a home in chaos and you're gonna have to go back home in chaos but but if you have had some revival in here Then you can have peace in the midst of confusion. John enjoyed the the spiritual revival because he was in the spirit. And if we want to have revival, we need to live in the spirit. Then to experience revival, we must be submitted to Christ. To experience revival, we must be in the right spiritual posture to receive Jesus' invitation. Jesus says here that the Lord invited him to come. Whosoever will, let him come and drink freely from the fountain of life. And that's a glorious invitation. But the invitation comes with a condition. In the seventh verse, Jesus tells John, I'm on my way, but blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. Church revival comes to those who submit themselves to the word and the will of the Lord. I heard Jesus ask his disciples one day, why do you call me Lord? and yet you won't do what I say? I said, love your enemy, but you still go around with hate in your heart. I said, turn the other cheek, but you still go around trying to get revenge on everybody who wronged you. I said, do to others as you would have them do unto you, but you still mistreat one another I said, deny yourself and take up my cross and follow me. And yet you still try to make yourself look big in the eyes of men. I said, a house divided against itself cannot stand, but you still fuss and fight with each other instead of taking whatever it is to the Lord in prayer. I said, go and sin no more, but you keep on doing the same stuff over and over and over again. I said, no one can serve both God and money, but you keep putting things of this world over your devotion with me. I said, my peace... I leave with you, and yet you're still instruments of confusion. I said, I'll make your enemies your footstool, but you still try to fight every battle for yourself. I said, I am the vine, and you are the branches, but you still try to live your way instead of yielding to my way. Why do you call me Lord? And yet you won't do what I say. If you can't do what I say, then I'm not your Lord. John experienced revival because he was ready to receive the Lord's invitation. John submitted to the Holy Spirit and he sought to keep God's word in his heart. And my brothers and sisters, just like John, we need to be sure that we are ready to receive spiritual revival by submitting ourselves to the Holy Spirit, not just for an hour and a half on Sunday, but every day of the week. Well, finally, because you got to come back here at 4 o'clock, to experience revival, we must be sustained. Now, being sustained doesn't just come from us. But being sustained comes from Jesus working in and through us. Because John assumed the right spiritual posture, the Lord sustained him and blessed him to have revival. Jesus showed John things that were so wonderful that he couldn't even describe it. But one message that came through very clear and and that Jesus wanted John to leave with us was this, tell my children I am coming soon. And to that announcement, John says, yes, come Lord Jesus. Now I don't quote the King James version very often, but, but the King James of that text says, John's response was a simple amen. And amen was John's way of saying, so let it be. I've surrendered to your lordship. I've submitted to your word. I've succumbed to your will. And I'm ready for you to sustain me when you come. So amen, Lord. So let it be. Church, can you say what John said? Are you ready? receive Jesus Christ if he said to you I'm coming soon would you be able to say come Lord Jesus I don't know about you but but I'm glad that I've reached the point where I'm able to say amen I face ups and downs every day of my life but my assurance is I'm not alone The Lord is with me, and so I can say amen. As I deal with all that comes in my life, I've learned how to leave it all on his altar, and I can say amen. I have surrendered my will to his will, and so I say amen. Amen. Come on, Lord Jesus. You're welcome in this place. This place ain't all that it should be. This place still gets weak sometimes. This place falls short sometimes. This place still has some growing to do. But I'm ready for you to come. And I'm ready to receive you. And so I say, come, Lord Jesus. Order my steps. Guide my feet. Hold my hand, walk with me, talk with me, lead me and guide me. Make a way for me out of no way. Make my enemies behave. Open doors for me that men have closed against me. Turn the darkness of my midnight into the light of your noonday. Come, Lord Jesus, amen. Choir's choir is going to sing a hymn. Deacons are coming across. Ministers are coming down. The doors of God's church.
0: It's so amazing. It's so amazing. Your love for me. Your love for me. It's so amazing. And it's so amazing. Your sacrifice for me. For every blessing. Give unto me, give unto me, for every valley, for every valley you used to shed. name. Let's sing that again. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. Your love for me. Your love for me. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. Your sacrifice for